The following program was recorded Tuesday night during a live stream on the Carolina Weather Group YouTube. For real-time storm warnings, you can tune into the Carolina Weather Net, streaming anytime on the Carolina Weather Group YouTube channel, or you can follow us on Twitter, at CarolinaWXGroup. Stay weather aware. All right, good evening, everybody. Jared Smith here in Charleston, South Carolina. Got Scotty Powell with me this evening in Morganton, North Carolina. We are both dodging allergies, so if you hear a sneeze, don't be surprised <laughs> on this edition of Let's Talk Carolina Weather. But first, we're going to talk some Louisiana weather. There is some breaking news out of Louisiana right now uh, with the ongoing tornado outbreak. And, Scotty, I know that you've been following this really closely. What's going on, man? Yeah, Jared. Uh by the way, yes. Honestly, honest. If you hear us like call for something, just just ignore us. It's it's that time of the year in the Carolinas where allergies are really bothering us. So uh, I'm going to start with this. Uh, I, I'm just going to show you. It, radar is one thing, but actually showing you something is something else. This has de been developing over the last um, 30 minutes or so. This is a large tornado. Yep. Sorry, let me punch you up real quick. Uh, oh. I, I lost my key. Lost my. Ah. There it is. There we go. This is a large tornado moving through downtown New Orleans. This is in the ninth ward. Um, there, um, it since has passed through um, the downtown area of New Orleans. But uh, I have been um, looking through Twitter, and and there's a lot of damage videos now coming out of the lower ninth ward. In fact, uh, New Orleans Fire Department asking for all emergency services personnel that are available to please report there. Uh, due to the severity of the damage there with people actually trapped inside homes and, and buildings. So um, this is going to be a developing situation uh, throughout the night. Uh, I'm sure as you uh, watch the late news tonight or wake up tomorrow morning, this is probably going to be one of those stories that, uh, that we follow throughout the, the rest of the evening into tomorrow as a Damage videos now coming out of the Lower Ninth Ward. In fact, uh, New Orleans Fire Department asking for all emergency services personnel that are available to please report there uh, due to the severity of the damage there with people actually trapped inside homes and, and buildings. So um, this is going to be a developing situation uh, throughout the night. Uh, I'm sure as you uh, watch the late news tonight or wake up tomorrow morning, this is probably going to be one of those stories that uh, that we follow throughout the, the rest of the evening into tomorrow as a pretty significant tornado jared yep. has passed through a major metropolitan area and uh yeah this is day two of the severe weather yesterday in texas uh numerous tornadoes jared i'm not sure if you got to see the one in round rock where actually KVU had the sky yes. cam on on the tornado yes. and it actually hit the camera while they were on air yes and the um, camera kept running go it did that's right i mean it kept running uh i think they took like a brief power hit but they were able to get it back up and going in no time uh so it's produced a lot of tornadoes north of the dallas metroplex yesterday and especially in the austin area today uh it's more in louisiana mississippi uh, Alabama, just uh, James Spann was on just about an hour ago with a uh, tornado warning in Tuscaloosa. Uh, yes. I know there was some damage in Hale County. Uh, and Jared, that actually is making its way to the East Coast. And that is why we're on tonight as we face uh, another severe weather threat. And, and honestly, Jared, we were talking before the, the show, this may be our first legit you know, severe weather threat where something may actually pan out. I know we've had a few uh, flirtings. Is that a word, flirting? It can uh, be. Yeah, flirting, there's, yeah. This yeah, it is. 
we flirted with the threat of severe weather over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, but uh, this could be another threat that we all have to deal with. And and honestly, Jared, um, a slight yeah. risk for all of South Carolina and I would say 90% of North Carolina. The mountains of North Carolina are in that marginal risk, a level one, everybody else in a level two. Uh, the newest update will come out after midnight um, yep. as the day one advisory. So I honestly don't think any of that will change uh, just from what I've been looking at. Jared, you may uh, you may have an opinion yeah. on that, but I don't. I don't see much change in that as uh, as this system continues to move into the Carolinas um, overnight into your Wednesday. Yeah, I completely agree. And and again, I think um, it, 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 I think the slight risk is warranted unless we see more destabilization than we expect. The models were kind of back and forth on that a little bit today, but they have been trending back down. Um, really, not seeing uh, the a couple things that are going to limit this. Um, that are potential limiters on this and um, something that something that, you know, we, we got to do is we got to tell you not only what could happen, but also might not happen um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that 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 sometimes gets lost in this. And I want to make sure that everybody knows, like, there's a couple things going on with this one the the there's not as much upper air support. The um, there's certainly a, a decent low level jet. There's good wind shear and everything there. But the surface low is going to be well to the north. And west at that point the surface low is not going to be it's going to be closer to ohio they had to cancel their severe weather awareness week uh tornado drill actually that was scheduled for tomorrow uh because of the risk for severe weather today or, or tomorrow there up there so they <clears throat> so that's where the surface low is going to be so you're going to have you know you're going to have that natural low level wind shear there the wind shear does look good i will say that it still looks good and this is still a decently strong front but the other limiting factor is is that it looks like it's moving a little faster and if it's moving a little bit faster that's not going to give us as much time to destabilize um cloud cover ahead of it certainly looks to be fairly thick and um and thickening as the day goes on so we'll see what happens and if some showers get get going in that warm advection regime behind the warm front which can happen i mean we, we've seen that before if that if that does pan out um then that's uh, that's obviously going to uh, put a, a damper on as well but. Yeah, you're right, Jared. I mean, for for Western Carolinas, um, the models over the last couple of, of runs, the the rapid refresh models and things like that, has really showed um, that shower activity really um, blossoming as we get around the sunrise area of time. You know, six seven o'clock in the morning, and if that happens, allow with cloud cover, we're not really going to be able to uh, deep stabilize that atmosphere. Uh, because the clouds have really started to move in here and will eventually continue to increase, um, you know, over the night into to other areas. I think you've got the future mm -hmm. cast pulled up here. Yeah, absolutely do. And and again, if we're looking down here, let me let me tweak this real quick. A little bit of a it's a new look. It's a new look uh, for the station. I got a new arm. I got you know just just it's just just new stuff. So uh, so still getting kind of used to this uh, this here. So got to make sure I look at the proper camera, but. Um, but yeah, as we see on the future cast here, this is, uh, this is eight o'clock tomorrow morning. If there's one thing that I like about the time change, it's the fact that it makes the, uh, the, 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 DST math, the uh, time zone math a little bit easier. Uh, so I can see 12 Z and it's like, Oh, minus four. Okay. That's a lot easier. Um, anyway, so here is the, um, so this is the 18 Z, um, this is a two o'clock GF, uh, high res rapid refresh, um, valid about, uh, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And, and you can see that we've already got, we'll probably already have some showers and thunderstorms ongoing uh, in Western North Carolina and the upstate of South Carolina around Greenville, maybe some heavy downpours 
uh, here. Winds coming out of the south, and we are expecting to see these winds kick up even outside of thunderstorms throughout the day. So that's something that you want to keep in mind. Uh, if you've got loose stuff outside, if you've got stuff that you want to, you know, that you don't want becoming a projectile, um, just or, or at least rolling down the street to your neighbor's house, uh, good idea to bring that stuff in tonight. Uh, March is a windy month. It's just it's it's a transitional season, and you know there's a reason why they say go fly a kite in March, and uh, we're we've certainly seen that uh, so far. So again, you know, zooming out a little bit, you can see this is the this is your ragged line of thunderstorms here, and again, this is going to be going through kind of a, a somewhat of a weakening phase as we look at the instability. There's really not much to work with here. It's that light blue down there. You can't even really see it. There's a, I'll pan that up so you can see it around my name. Uh, most of your instability is going to be once again found in, you know, far southern Georgia, around the Gulf Coast of Florida, Tallahassee, that area. And the last couple of events, we've had situations where the moisture flow from the southwest, the, the, the convection in, along the Gulf Coast tends to disturb the upstream convection in the Carolinas. A very nerdy way of saying that the rain down there basically rings out the atmosphere and kind of leaves, you know, leaves us with kind of second helpings, table scraps uh, when it comes to the moisture, which is good, which is good. <laughs> we, 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 we like that. Um, but it is a, it is a forecast problem and it is something that we're going to have to work with, um, something that we're going to have to watch closely. So let's go into let's go to noon here. And by noon, we have the potential for maybe a few showers. Again, we talked about the potential for maybe a few showers forming ahead of it. And certainly the model seems to think that maybe there could be a couple showers popping up ahead of it. Again, we're not expecting anything like discrete supercells or anything like that. That's good news here. Um, but you have your line of showers and thunderstorms moving into that slight risk area um, by about noon. And so Greenville, probably some showers and thunderstorms still ongoing. Columbia, probably on deck. Augusta very much, you know, getting into the act. Charlotte, Greensboro by noon or so. Uh, you'll start get, getting in the act with some of this rain and, and, and potential for strong thunderstorms uh, with gusty winds. Uh, let's uh, zoom forward to about four o'clock. So we're thinking about going home from work for the day. And then we have a broken line of thunderstorms continuing to push eastward. Um, some of these cells, I mean, they look pretty good. We'll go to the updraft helicity tracks and you can see that the, the model certainly seems that seems to feel like that these could be, you know, stronger storms. Um with uh, with some uh, you know with some rotation in them, and again, rotation doesn't always equal a tornado. It often means that it just is an updraft that will that will sustain itself a little bit longer and be a little bit more organized. Pull up the instability here, and you'll notice that the the model does print out quite a bit of instability to the north. Uh, but I will also say that in perusing the 18Z runs, um, the high res rapid refresh has been on the high end of this. So. Um, uh, as far as like the available instability. So that's something to keep in mind here is that is, is that, you know, we're showing you this, you know, we're showing you the high res rapid refresh, but understand that, you know, subsequent runs will, you know, again, this updates every hour, which is great. Uh, we get 48 hours every six hours. Sorry if that was confusing, <laughs> but uh, we but, like those, we like those, uh, those every six hour runs. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what we're showing you here. And, and so, and so again, you know, we're going out a little bit further into the future here, but by, you know, but, but when we get into like six o'clock or so, uh, prime drive time, possibly in the Charleston metro area, we could be looking at showers, maybe a few thunderstorms moving through again, gusty winds, the main concern here from this, um, damaging straight line winds are the main concern. Um, you know, a tornado is possible, especially on the leading edge of the line. Um, if it is still organized as a line, 
it's hard to say. I mean, these are, don't, you know, these may not be the best organized storms by the time they get here. Hail is also a possibility in the strongest updrafts, but we don't think that that is going to be a major concern. Um, but it is still possible. And so we're going to be watching for that. But again, and then this kind of hangs out at the coast. Uh, the, the, the initial front gets through the severe weather threat, you know, you know, moves off South Carolina coast and, and potentially goes into the late evening or even around midnight. This is midnight here now uh, up in eastern North Carolina. We'll have to see. Um, but again, I, I think some of the limiting factors there is that you really don't have a lot of uh, instability to work with. And any instability that you would be working with at that point could be elevated. And so, um, so that elevated instability means that that thunderstorm is not getting root at the surface, which means it has a harder time getting strong wind gusts down and, ha and it can not get a tornado. So produce some hail. I I'm going to tell you, Jared, what I think may happen when, when we kind of look back this time tomorrow night, I think the wind, even outside of those thunderstorms, like you were talking about, they're going to be pretty gusty. Yeah. And with, um, with the heavy rain threat, I think we could also see some localized flooding that I know, um, I think there's like a marginal risk for flooding uh, yes. for parts of the Carolinas. Um, and looking back at the history of this line, the system, it's produced some flooding in Mississippi today in, in Louisiana and Texas, just because each of these individual cells are moving, but the, the system in a, in a whole is pretty, it's pretty large. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of heavy rain behind the initial line of stronger storms. And so, if you get what we call training of, of storms and, and think of it like a, a, a train, you know, if you put something on that, that rail, that, that railroad uh, train after train after train is going to pass through it. And so if you find yourself in that, that little line of storms, that's where you could really rack up some higher rainfall totals in, in a short amount of time. And we could see some flooding from that as well. So I know we have that damage and wind threat, the tornado threat, I agree with Jared. I don't. I don't think we see much of a health threat, but I do think that flood threat um, may not be. Not that we're not that we're not talking about, it, but it's not been talked about a lot. And I think that could cause some issues yeah. uh, for for some areas that really see those storms that kind of train over the same area time after time. Yeah, I will also say that this is kind of a tale of two Carolinas here when it comes to the rain issues. The western side, you're doing okay. But when you're getting into eastern parts of South Carolina, North Carolina, we're in a drought. Uh, the State Drought Commission actually met today. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources uh, noted that uh, the state is now in incipient drought, according to their calculations. And uh, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor, we've been in a stage two of four. Or uh, it's a uh, no, it's not a two of four. It was a uh, it was a moderate drought, I think. Um, but either way, either way, we're in a drought. We need the rain. We're running way behind. Um, it's been very hard to bust a drought. It's very hard to bust a drought. It is. And even in drought situations, if you get a lot of heavy rain in a short amount of time, you can see a lot of runoff that right. creates flooding too. It's not the, the dry ground. Uh, you really need one of those day or two, just light soaking rains to really kind of moisten up the ground. But when you pour, it's like pouring a bucket of water on one location, you know, the ground can only sit suck up so much and then it yep. starts to overfill so I, and also jared a, a lot up here in the western carolinas is, is the grass is still dormant it's mm -hmm. it's finally starting to grow as we really warm up and the growing season's kicking off but there's still a lot of dormant grass and, and the dormant grass is is kind of nothing at all the, the water doesn't really soak into the ground so it just kind of runs off as well so the flooding concern is there. And like you said, the gusty wind concern as well. I see we have a question here from Michael. 
asking, will we see mostly QLCS tornadoes or damage and wind? Um, you know, I, 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 what you were showing there just a minute ago, Jared, on the future cast, um, if we were to see any QLCS tornadoes, and basically what that is, is imagine the squall line that, that Jared was showing on, on the future cast. And a QLCS is kind of like an S-curve. Anytime you see like a little S-curve, uh, that's where you could see a, a you know quick spin up of a tornado. Um, so QLC, QLCS tornadoes are definitely possible tomorrow, uh, but I think it's honestly, and I think Jared agrees with me, you would have to get east of 77 before um, that tornado threat really ramps up. Yeah, and, and again, I think the um, uh, definitely prepare for damaging winds. I, I will also say, though, I will also say that QLCS tornadoes being possible, they spin up very fast. Mm -hmm. They yep. are very quick to spin up and they are very quick to spin down. Usually maybe one or two radar scans and that's it. So yeah, it, that's a great point. So you may not get that tornado warning. You know, I could see envision tomorrow, maybe one of those days where you get that severe thunderstorm warning with the tornado tag possible um, in it uh, to kind of uh, address that QLCS feature where a scan or two in the radar. And we all know around here, Jared, how radars work. They're not the best anyway. No, <laughs> and then if you get a QLCS set up, you know, it's yep. hard to detect those those quick spin-ups and that, and that's what we call them quick spin-ups. They're mm -hmm. there for a frame or two and then they've dissipated. So, yeah. And um, Scotty, I'm going to bring the, uh, I'm going to bring this back up because a couple things I've been looking at while we were talking here is, um, and I'm going to just swap that out. There you go. Playing, playing producer here. So this is a newer, this is a newer model run. This is, this is 23 Z. This is maxed out. This is at the end. This is one o'clock. Notice something interesting. Cluster thunderstorms in Charlotte. It, it seems to think that the model seems to think that maybe some of the stronger storms would be in Charlotte and Greensboro. But look how much weaker the line is compared to, say, get that back to 18Z. Here, there's one o'clock there. You can see, you can also see kind of that 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 speeding up trend, mm -hmm. even in this high resolution model here. Uh, this is one o'clock. Uh, this is one o'clock here. So again. As Scotty mentioned before, the models are speeding this up and there is that Gulf convection. Look at that. You see that line of thunderstorms. There's that Gulf convection again. And maybe the model is responding to the possibility that it could be uh, having some impacts upstream on that. So, again, we're going to be watching these model runs as they go tomorrow. Um, precision at this time frame, too, guys, is is is, you know, kind of foolhardy, <laughs> you know, to, to get too much precision out here is a little uh, a little tough. Um, but, but we'll, uh, you know, but we'll, you know, but, but we'll be, um, you know, keeping an eye on, on how things evolve tomorrow. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and then I'm watching the zero Z run come in right now and it is even a little bit faster. So, yeah. And Jared kind of looking at today, um, there was a moderate risk of severe weather, which is a level four or five for Mississippi. <clears throat> and the, the fear today was, Unfortunately, we did see this supercell develop in New Orleans that we started the show off with. But the fear today was there was going to be numerous supercells that developed. And that line was about an hour to two hours ahead of schedule. And when those storms, supercells or, or storms that were about to turn into supercells were really getting its yep. act together, they were being ingested by that line because the line was moving so fast. Yep. That line, honestly... You know, I know there were a lot of tornado warnings out today for Mississippi, mm -hmm. but I think that squall line really saved that Mississippi a lot today because those supercells weren't able to get going and, and kind of 
be their own storm. They were always being ingested by that line as it quickly moved through the state. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of competition for him. And that's a you know, and that's actually common failure mode for these in Dixie Alley. I mean, not to say that I don't I don't think anybody in the ninth ward of New Orleans thinks it was a failure mode by any stretch of the imagination. They certainly got hit. And tornadoes are tornadoes, very dangerous, very dangerous storms. And um <clears throat> you know, they, they they you know, doesn't matter what's spawning it, whether it's a supercell, leading edge of a thunderstorm, uh line of thunderstorms, anything like that. They are very, very, um, you know, they're 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 dangerous, but they are more dangerous when they're spawned by thunderstorms that are not competing with each other, that are more isolated. Uh, and the thing about the southeast is that oftentimes storms congeal into lines very fast. And we saw that again today. And that might have saved a worse day. I know. I, I, I think today there was a 15 percent hatch. Yes. And those hatch means long track potential uh, strong tornadoes. And um, again, we, we kind of talk about New Orleans tonight, but kind of looking at the, the big picture, we didn't really see a lot of those today um, develop. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, th like Jared was saying, once they got going, they were immediately competing with that squall on that was racing through the state. So they didn't really get to mature and really uh and blossom and and that's a good thing you know you can there's nothing there's nothing but good things when, when that happens yep. this is an interesting question but from jeremy why is it always a bust in carolinas for severe weather well it's not always if we have a level one out of five marginal risk day it's usually just bonkers um but it is it is interesting, especially this year so far that we have that that we've had a few slight risk days at this point. We've had several slight risk days. We had one last Saturday here in Charleston for my Charleston followers. I'm sorry. None of us saw that lack of production coming. It was that was that was just crazy. We're not going to but it does not look like that. We're going to have kind of the same kind of major bus that we saw on Saturday. Um, but again, a lot of it, you know. It, it, a lot of it will have to do with, um, you know, you know, sometimes terrain effects up in the mountains that can, you know, be tough to resolve. Um, you know, honestly, I would say that the place you want to be, it, nobody wants to be in a place with severe weather, but really the place that gets severe weather is eastern North Carolina. Usually severe thunderstorm forecast for there works out pretty well, um, typically. Uh, so you know, because because it's traje the trajectories have a little bit more time on land from the south. And so that that will help uh, ingest some of that uh, less marine layer air there. So. Uh, so, again, that that's one thing closer in Charleston here. Oftentimes are our, our, the, the shelf waters will tend to um, stabilize the atmosphere kind of close to the surface. Something that's really tough to resolve. Uh, a model really is it's very tough for a model to resolve that there's not the vertical resolution to do that uh, so we paint with a broad brush studies have been conducted on this um, uh, uh, one of our you know a uh, guest we had on the show a while back Trevor Gibbs when he was at uh, College of Charleston doing research on he did research on this very thing and what they found was that there was it was inconclusive it was inconclusive whether the shelf waters actually played a role in 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 storms fizzling out or not sometimes they do tomorrow could be one of those days where it does and the reason why i say that is that there's again there's not really any good supporting surface features there's not really any good supporting upper air features 
So that's why I think that there could be, you know, that, that things could calm down. Um, if a sea breeze yeah. develops, intensify things briefly inland and then fizzle them out because then that'll affect more of that marine layer area inland too. You also have the wedge, the CAD, the Carolina wedge that can hamper a severe weather threat. We always know the CAD. Uh, you can never underestimate it. Um, you know, models have a hard time eroding that. Sometimes it, it hangs longer and that kills a severe weather threat. But the CAD can also amplify a severe weather threat. If you get a retreating CAD and you get that warm front and that cold, dense air, uh, you can get something called a triple point and you can get tornadoes or, or tornadic rotating storms to develop there. Um, uh, Jared, you alluded to the mountains. Anytime that I see an event coming straight west to east, the mountains are always going to play havoc on those storms. You really have to watch those storms that come out of Georgia, Alabama, that southwest to northeast orientation. Yep. That That's the... That always worries us as meteorologists here in the Carolinas. No matter if you're where Jared's at or where I'm at, anytime you can get storms moving from the southwest to the northeast, that's that's always a concern because it's it's just an open alley of warm Gulf, Gulf air, and it normally nine times out of ten will spell you know some pretty decent uh, severe weather events for for our area. Not all the time, but you know you can you can if you see that that coming up, you can you can bank at least a couple of storms will, will be pretty rowdy throughout that event. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, again, we're going to have southwest flow tomorrow. We're going to have we're going to have that we're going to have good again, the wind shear is going to be good. The question is will it be too much? That that yeah. you can have too much wind shear. Um it but I was looking 40 45 knots of bulk shear. So, I mean, that's right in the sweet spot there. So again, it just depends on Instability. If you see if you see the sun peak out tomorrow, that's not really what we're rooting for. We're not rooting for that tomorrow. Um, that could help destabilize things a little bit more. So something to keep in mind uh, as well. So sunshine yeah. is not your friend on days like tomorrow. Sunshine is not your friend on days like tomorrow. But um, with any luck, you know we'll get through this pretty fast. And again, for much of North Carolina, I mean, uh, the uh, as I mentioned before, the uh, the zero Z is coming in, Scotty, and you can see behind me here. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is noon. We've been looking at noon as kind of a benchmark here. Now we have storms getting into, we have showers and storms possibly getting into Raleigh at that point and approaching I-95. So again, it's, um, you know, and again, it's with some of the stronger convection to the south. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the radar right now. And um, let me pull up, uh, I was had it over New Orleans. So let me pull it back up towards uh, our area and kind of see where that front's mm -hmm. situated at right now, because I know um, we're, we're getting a lot of lightning and, and rain moving through the Birmingham, Alabama into more um, Eastern Alabama. And so, you know, normally when, when you have that, the, you know, at a normal pace, uh, North of Georgia, upstate of South Carolina, you know, you'll, you could see rain by a couple, you know, three, two, three o'clock in the morning. So, uh, this thing is really uh, is really moving quicker, and, and honestly, um, if you don't want severe weather, you want it to move as fast as it can because uh, if it moves through in the morning time, the instability is just not there like it would be if it was three, four, five o'clock in yep. the afternoon. Typically, 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 yeah. But but again, it let's you know, and 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 I think that's a good segue to talk about kind of you know um, what. What's going on to our west? And I think it's important to note that that is not going that we are not expecting a repeat of that here. But as Leslie points out, poor New Orleans got hit hard tonight, and they took it. They are taking they are taking it on the chin. Actually, as we speak, they they took it in the on the chin earlier 
from a, a damaging tornado that went through um, that that went around uh, the ninth ward, the lower ninth ward of New Orleans. Uh, but you can see here, even on this kind of lower resolution kind of radar mosaic, you can see the individual cells and in the and the circulations here. What I'm going to do is I am going. I actually have the uh, I have the uh, high resolution radar up out of there it looks like that these have weakened some there's no active tornado warnings on these right now which is a that's a kind of that's a relief honestly um you know we'll, we'll punch punch that up you can see the high-res radar here again this, this is that line of storms but earlier let me move it back here just a little bit so there's your uh, and this may not be this may not be the exact time but again you had your uh there's your tornado report um i'm pointing at it right now you know that was uh you know, that was uh, in Orleans Parish, and that moved uh, northeastward. That moved northeastward just uh, very close to Whiteell and Pearl River, but it looks like it has lost some of its structure. Let's go to velocity here and look for anything there. It definitely looks like it has weakened some, and that is a very, very, very good thing. Um, there's a lot of problems down there tonight, and um, God, I hope everyone was sheltered and safe. Yeah, and Jared, scary situation. Obviously, you don't want a large tornado like that at any time, but this was, you know, as as the sun was setting, it, it was dark, so nocturnal tornadoes are, are never good at all, especially one that big. And then you think of the Ninth Ward, and if you think back to Hurricane Katrina, that was a, a hard-hit area. This is not a very um, – it, 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 it's a – I, I don't know how it's not the best place to be. The, 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 the structures are not soundly built. Uh, you got to remember this is um, this is kind of an area that, that was hit already by hurricane Katrina and never really was able to recover from that, but still oh. people live there. And uh, you know, it, just the devastation is I'm afraid, you know, this is going to be a big news story for, for days to come. And, and, and keep in mind, they just got, they, 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 they're still coming back from last year's hurricane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, so, so, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the, that's the thing that we've, you know, that we've got to be careful of is that like, there you know, there's Louisiana has, has, has taken it on the chin since 2020 mm -hmm. and earlier, but certainly since 2020, they've just no luck for them. And I feel horrible and I hope that everyone is okay tonight. And I hope that everybody can recover well, because uh, it's a, uh, it, it's not a, it's not a good situation there right now for sure. It's not. Um, I, I'm just looking and um, looking through Twitter here, and 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 the videos are starting to come out. There's a lot of pictures, uh, a lot of um, images of Snapchat maps, Snapchat yep. maps, and um, I just you know I'm just looking through this, and um, I, I, I'm afraid that this is going to be a story that we talk about for a couple of days, just because yep. of just the devastation and the damage that's been done in a big major metropolitan yeah. city. Um, just, it's not good. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I want to take us back to the future cast real quick. I know that we're going to be, uh, it's a nine 34 right now. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a Saturday here around nine 45. Um, yeah, so, so again, again, we would love to hear your questions. Uh, you'll have us for another 15 minutes or so. So, uh, if you have questions, please just uh, just hit us up in the comment box down there. Uh, we'll be happy to take those questions for you. Um, I've been looking at the new high-res rapid refresh run, the 0Z run. This is the long run. This is a new long run uh, that's coming in, and this is uh, set up at 4 o'clock, and you have a broken line of thunderstorm. Some of these are looking kind of interesting, Scotty. Uh, you have kind of little, yeah, little, little 
single cellular guys here. Um, instability, eh, a little bit better inland, uh, but also could be a slightly overdone if we uh, compare some of these with some other runs there. There's the three-kilometer NAM, which has been really hot garbage. Uh, but um, you know, it, it's but but you can see here that a lot of these models are not too bullish on the amount of instability here, and I think the the high res might be running a little bit hot. But again, it is a possibility in a it is this is a range of solutions that we're looking at here, and um, you know, and again, we go into you know get into that afternoon, depending on when that gets there. Gets there around three or four o'clock. I mean, again, this this gets into the Charleston area, still kind of looking around the. Uh, uh, dinner time, commute time. Uh, but yeah, it is certainly interesting to see, again, some of those cells coming out of Georgia as I just kind of rock back and forth here um, between about noon and four o'clock. Uh, definitely could have some, you know, definitely could have some uh, stronger storms uh, happening here. And it looks like the linear segment is going to be a little bit further to the south. So, so again, a couple interesting things to watch here um, for sure. Uh, Trey Allen asks, could the cloud cover and rain tomorrow morning help live severe threat? We hope so. It very, very, very likely could. Um, yeah. Earlier uh, the rain, the better. I, yeah, I think, I think you know, if you're wanting a limited threat, that, that can only help, you know, to limit the threat. Uh, and, and Jared, you, you made a point that uh, I think we need to get, get back on uh, the, the coverage of the storms along the Gulf Coast um, that kind of if, if we see those storms really get going around the panhandle of florida that can really rob some of that moisture being transported into the carolinas and also that's another factor that could help limit you know the severe weather potential and mm -hmm. um i just seen the latest update and there's still a um a level three threat for northwest florida tonight uh for for that severe weather potential so um that is something we'll have to watch too that can also kind of help limit that moisture, that much needed moisture and kind of those dew points uh, to really get things going. Um, not all the time, but, but sometimes that, that can also help limit the severe weather potential for us. Yep. Absolutely. One other, one other thing that I'm looking at Scotty that we want to, you know, talk about is uh, the low level jet. What the heck are you talking about? Low level jet. Well, this is about 5,000 feet up um, roughly at the 850 millibar level. That's usually what I use to, um, to approximate it and one thing that you'll note here i've got the wind barbs up here and i realized that that probably let me see if i can do let's do this yeah that's a much better way to do this all right let me, <laughs> that is a much better way to do this let me turn that off let me turn that off and we'll just show you the 850 winds so this is at uh this is at here's noon tomorrow again looks like we have we do have some pretty you know we have a fairly decent low level jet that is coming across kind of associated with some of these storms uh moving along and so that will help with the wind shear that will help transport some gustier winds to the surface even outside of thunderstorms 20 30 mile an hour gusts certainly a possibility maybe even a little bit more uh so that's certainly something that we're going to want to keep an eye on as well tomorrow um i haven't seen any wind advisories but i will uh, i'll certainly be watching for that um but as we go into but as we go into time you'll notice that some of those little low level jet streaks you know 35 40 knots you know that's nothing you know that's nothing to sneeze that's not the strongest we've seen around here um but uh but yeah i i think that um you know i think that will uh work out quite well so so 
<clears throat> Jared, we do have a um, what we call a lake wind advisory out for the Midlands of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do okay. have that. Um, yeah, that makes and sense. Think, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if they did one for Moultrie too, actually. Probably so. And I think the North Carolina mountains, the higher elevations, have a yeah. wind advisory out as well. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah there is a lake wind <laughs> advisory for Lake Moultrie as well. So. Um, one other thing to note is I watched the model run continue to come in uh, and when we get into about eight o'clock, we do see the low level jet look like it's intensifying, uh, in Eastern North Carolina, just West of I-95. So Raleigh, maybe Greensboro here. So that's going to be a variable that we're going to want to watch closely. Match that up with the reflectivity though. And you'll see that a lot of the convection is east of it. And that is a good thing. Hopefully that is how this plays out. We do not want, <laughs> we do not want a 50 knot low level jet feeding directly no. into connection that usually is not good so um great question from tom herman here advising national weather service contact information for tomorrow's storm reports so you're in ridgeville um that is dorchester county that is the national weather service in charleston south carolina so a couple ways that you can do that if you're a train spotter they have a secret number i'm not going to say it um i'm not going to do that it's a a very special number for all of our train spotters and before we go i'm going to tell you about an opportunity that we have uh, coming up next week uh to to train as an advanced spotter so that's going to be really cool but uh but national weather service in charleston on twitter at nws charleston sc um nws.charlestonsc at noah.gov they take email reports too good for sending pictures Twitter is really good for sending pictures. Facebook is really good for sending pictures. Um, but yeah, they are, and they will definitely be extremely thankful for your reports tomorrow. Um, everybody, everybody out there um, who is, you know, who has a severe weather report, if you see, you know, if you see hail, you see damaging winds, you see trees down, power lines down, things like that. Definitely want to call that into the weather service when it's safe, when it's safe, don't go chasing storms unless you know exactly what you're doing. Get a lot of trees here. This is not a great place to do that, but, um, but you know, we, we have people who do it and, and, and nothing against that. All right. I got one more thing before we close out. Yeah. Okay. Cause this could happen tomorrow. Okay. This is from our buddy, James Spann. He just got this email. Titled Hey Dirt Dirtwine. Why was you why was you on TV and no tornado warnings and I missed my show Family Feud? You Dirtwine. So please be nice to your meteorologist tomorrow. Here's James's dear Lisa. Sorry you missed Family Feud. I'm actually happy we didn't have any tor- quote unquote tornado warnings at the time. Thanks for taking time to write and hope you have a better day tomorrow. Your pal Dirtwine. So please, uh, if you are watching TV tomorrow at any point during the day and your local broadcast meteorologist has to break in for coverage. A, they have to do that. It's a federal FCC wall. You have to break in if there's uh, tornado warnings, life-threatening weather information. Be nice. We know it may not be affecting your area, but it is affecting someone, and that life is just as important as anybody else's life. So uh, be nice to your meteorologist. They're doing their job to keep you or your friends or your family or whoever may be in the path of that storm safe. So I promise you, you could probably hop on to your favorite uh, network and you could probably live stream the show you missed the next day. So it's not like you're missing yeah. it. And the good news is it's all in syndication anyway during the day. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. I mean, so that, that, that tends to work out okay. So it, it, you'll be all right. You know, it's, it's it, again, it's really important information. And, you know, and as Scotty alluded to, television stations have a license, you know, a license your responsibility, a licensee responsibility to 
promote uh, programming in the public interest. And I can think of nothing more in the public interest than, than uh, going on air and saying, hey, a tornado is coming. I think that's pretty public interest to me. So, um, but again, I, I think you all are also a little bit more savvy. If you're watching us, you know, if you watch us in the Carolina Weather Group, if you watch us in the Carolina Weather Net, I feel like you all are a little bit more sophisticated than, you know, somebody who calls somebody dirt wad. But that reminds me, next time we have James on the show, we're going to have to call him dirt wide. Absolutely. <laughs> I think he's probably one of the only emails that he can replicate in full, too. I'm pretty sure that it, that was, I was, I, I will say this. I was very impressed. No cursing. So I, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was good. It, it does show a little bit of uh, uh, diversity in the uh, in the vocabulary there. But uh, anyway, so before we close out, I did want to note that tomorrow, uh, next Tuesday, March 29th at 7 p.m., you can sign up. We are joining up again with the National Weather Service in Columbia for an advanced Skywarn spotter class. Um, very exciting. Um, we had a basic class a couple weeks ago. The attendance was phenomenal. Uh, a lot of new spotters. Uh, came out of it. So if you attended that class or you've attended a Skywarn class in the past uh, and you want to learn more about severe weather, about how that is forecast, about the forecast process there, about how it's detected, uh, some of the tools of the trade that meteorologists use to, you know, figure out, you know, where the tornado is in the storm. Is it causing debris? We you know we you see some of this, this stuff in our coverage, but you can see how the National Weather Service guys do it. Uh, Tuesday, March 29th at 7 p.m., the advanced Skywarn spotter class will have details, um, sign up sheet, um, all the things, got to register for it. So we will uh, get, definitely get that link out a few more times in the Carolina Weather Group uh, social channels before it's all said and done. But please be, uh, please mark that down and uh, get ready to join us. Uh, it'll be a, a really, really good show. Um, definitely. And this is the one where, especially if you're a weather, I, and I, I use this as not a bad thing. If you're a weather geek, this is one that you're really going to be wanting to get into because we kind of get more into the details and the kind of dig into the science a little bit more and kind of get our, our, our nose in the book a little bit more to, to figure out what you can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. So, yep. Uh, this the second one for the events is is really good, especially if you're really into weather. I think I think you all will enjoy that. Yeah, they had to they had to. Um, uh, I, I was fortunate a, 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 a weather service friend of mine was sitting at the table there, and uh, it was a good thing he was because I wanted to act like I'd been there before. But I was really so giddy that I just wanted to jump up and down the whole time. It was so <laughs> much fun. It was so it was just such a nerdly wonderful thing. So, um, yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, we will, um, <clears throat> so anyway, so here's what we're going to do tomorrow real quick before we go. Um, you know, if, if, if something, you know, if, if something goes South, watch us on the Carolina weather net, we got to have a ticker running on the bottom. Anytime a warning is issued or a watch or a warning is issued, it's going to scroll across the screen. So that's one way that you can get that warning, get your no weather radios out, make sure that those are good to go. Uh, make sure that they got fresh batteries just in case you got a power outage. Um, you know, uh, keep your smartphones handy. Um, again, wireless emergency alerts are amazing. They're, they're tremendous things in case a tornado warning is issued. They do not trigger on most severe thunderstorm warnings unless, unless it's 80 miles an hour. That's a new wrinkle this year. But, um, but again, um, we are, uh, we'll be watching it tomorrow. Um, you know, fingers crossed for nothing, you know, and again, you know, it's just like the, the best severe weather, you know, severe weather bust is the one that busts where there's no weather. Um, so, We've had a, a decent string of good luck. Let's keep it going uh, tomorrow. But if that doesn't happen, you want to be prepared to. So make sure you know where you're going to go. If a warning is issued for your area, lowest floor, interior room, site built structure, three good 
rules of thumb there. So, uh, Scott, any final? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was was also going to say, if you can do it safely after the storm's passed, if you do get any of those pictures, um, feel free to tag us on Twitter at Carolina WX Group. Um, We can retweet that out to our friends at the National Weather Service, or you could tweet, you know, if you if you know your weather service office, tweet it to them. But if you don't. Tweet it to us in your location, and we that mm-hmm. way we can make sure we can get it to the right um, weather service office that that needs mm-hmm. that. So, yep, absolutely. We are we 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 value that relationship very much. Uh, we've we've been very fortunate to uh, to you know partner with them on some things like this, like the spotter class, and we definitely uh, we definitely make sure that we share all of your reports with them to help their warning operations and help their verification. It is ground truth is there's nothing better than ground truth i feel like we've been saying that a lot lately but it's so true and it's uh, it is one of the one of the, one of the fine axioms in in weather is that you know remote sensing will not catch everything you got to have your eyes and ears on the ground and, and that's where the human element will always win i was, I was so. yeah i can't i was going to echo that jared you know we look at a radar screen we look at our computers you guys are eyes out in 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 the area and what you see yeah. is valuable and that information is very valuable so yeah our computers on computers here but i can't tell you what's happening in, in on, on like brittle bank park unless somebody sends me a picture you know <laughs> in charleston so so there you go all righty well i think that's going to do it for us tonight scott any final thoughts before we uh before we proceed Bring on the rain so we can get yeah. rid of this. Bring storm. on the rain. <laughs> Give me the rain. Give me the rain. Let's make it rain. Let's not make it thunder. And let's definitely not make it tornado. Let's, right. let's not do that. So we don't um, want no, vi- we don't know, want no uh, r- rapidly rotating uh, columns of air no, around here. Somewhere, no, so. definitely not. The only time I want to hear humans being by Van Halen is me playing it or watching it on Twister and not hearing somebody down the street trying to chase a storm. Right. <laughs> Twister was on the other day. So I've been on a huge Van Halen kick, but that's neither here nor there. So for Scotty Powell and Morganton, I'm Jared Smith in Charleston. Thank you all so much for watching us tonight. We're going to be back tomorrow night too. We've got, you know, we've got, we've got shows tomorrow night too. So uh, we'll be around and, um, you know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, um, hit that like and subscribe on YouTube. So, you know, when we go live in case something hits the fan, you will know. So always good to do. Thank you all so much. Thank you for your questions and your participation tonight and have a lovely evening. 